Welcome to the Conquer Food Podcast with Craig and Paula Williams, where we share tips, tricks and strategies from the coalface of the weight loss industry in the UK. We're going to help you to think, eat and move better. Ultimately, we're going to help you finally gain control and conquer food. Welcome to another episode of the Conquer Food Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about um, how to break sugar addiction. It's something that we're really concentrating on at uh, a team boot camp on the Conquer Food program. Um, we've got a little 30-day sugar-free challenge going and it's going incredibly well, about halfway through. And some people are getting some amazing results, not just releasing themselves from the problems that you get associated with uh, with sugar addiction, but also a considerable amount of, of weight loss. Um, they're also eliminating cravings, rebalancing the hormones, just a whole host of other benefits. So today, I really want to talk about um, sugar addiction, and um, I'm going to talk about like the the symptoms of sugar addiction to give you an idea of whether you might be addicted to sugar. Uh, I'm also going to give you seven steps that, um, that can help you to break sugar addiction, and then finally, I'm going to talk about my um, 10-step process, which is, uh, I have a mnemonic fresh start, which is uh, how you can kind of start implementing some of these these steps over over a few days to, to really start cutting back on sugar. Now, if you want to, if you want to um, shortcut this process, if you want help and accountability and support, then, um, then check out the link in the description below where you'll It'll uh, redirect you to our 30-day sugar-free challenge on Facebook. It's a free group, um, with lots of support in there, lots of tips and tricks and, and all this kind of stuff. So um, so click on the link and get into it. Okay, so so what are... I think we could all agree before we start that sugar addiction actually exists. You know, when I was doing a bit of research for this episode, there's some people saying, you know, can you really be addicted to sugar? And is it really as powerful as... As, uh, as some drugs and, and all this kind of stuff. And I think we can all agree that, yeah, it is. And if you're listening to this podcast, then chances are um, you, know, you understand that sugar addiction is a real thing. It's a real problem. And there's a whole load of unwanted byproducts of, of consuming a hell of a lot of, of sugar, which a lot of us do in, in today's day and age. Um, but here are, here are sort of six things that you can, you can sort of compare to you and your lifestyle to see if, if you have got a sugar addiction. Uh, number one, you crave comfort foods at dinner. Okay, so when it comes to like dinner time, you're not really thinking about what's nutritionally going to be um, best for you, or perhaps what's going to be the, t- the the best tasting food. It's really you know you're really thinking about stuff that's going to make you feel good. Okay, those comfort foods, whether you've had a good day, bad day, you know you're embarrassed, ashamed, whatever it is. But you know quite often we eat to change those states and to change those emotions. Now if you're if you're craving these comfort foods, then, you know, it's a good indication that you've got some level of sugar addiction. The next one is that you crave sweet beverages or sugary drinks. Okay. So instead of like just thinking, oh, I'm thirsty, I need some water, or I just want a cup of tea or whatever, you're actually, you're actually craving these, um, these sugary, sugary drinks or, um, or, or sweet beverages. Water for most humans is, is perfectly adequate and, um, hot drinks just sort of break up the day and, um, can warm us up and, and, uh, add a little bit of, of taste to, to what we're drinking. But if you're really craving like sugary, um, 
what the Americans call soda or, you know, what we call soft drinks, then, you know, then that can be an indication that you, you're addicted to sugar. Um, if you're making excuses for your sugar habit, you know, if it's, if you're sort of saying to people, oh, it's only, it's only one, it's only today, um, it's only a one-off, or I've had a terrible day, and you're kind of excusing what is obviously, you know, an, a, an, an unhealthy habit. You know, if you're consuming way too much sugary foods and just sort of throwing it into your mouth and not really thinking about it, and then you make excuses for it, you know, then, uh, you know, even it's the time of the month or, or whatever, you know, but if you're making excuses regularly about, the amount of sugar that you're eating, and then that's a good indication that you're addicted to sugar. Um, have you tried to kick sugar and failed in the past? You know, if, you, if you've if you tried to sort of give it up and have really struggled, then that kind of suggests that you, you've, you've got some kind of chemical addiction and habitual addiction to actually actually eating sugar and sugary foods. You know, because you've you've tried it and failed. Now, if you weren't, if the, if the addiction wasn't that strong, then you would have succeeded. You know, uh, unless you weren't truly committed. So that's an indication. Again, um, and then and then the final one of this six is you eat or binge on sugar when you're alone. Okay, now you know it's what we do when we're on our own that really counts. Um, you know, when there is no transparency or accountability, and if you're if you're kind of especially binging on sugary foods when you're alone, it's a real indication that you have an addiction to sugar, and now is the time to really get a grip of it. So what are the ways that you can you can actually get a grip, like I said? Um, I just kind of pulled these tips, uh, you know, I had a little scour of the internet and uh, watched a few videos on YouTube, and these are the tips that are getting, getting pushed around. So I'm going to give you the tip and then give you my spin on it, and then remember that afterwards I'm going to give you my fresh start um, process for, for getting a grip of sugar. Okay, so number one then, remove all sugar and processed foods from the house, okay? You've just got to get rid of it. You've got to, food and sugary food is so easy to get hold of nowadays that unless you start putting up some barriers, you know, it, you're just going to default to that all the time. So get it out of the house, ditch it, you know, don't, again, with these excuses and all that, because don't think, oh, I'll just keep all, just, you know, for the kids or the grandkids or whatever, you know, just get it out of the house because... When the addictions really start to kick in, your you know, and willpower is his lowest, perhaps at night time, in the evenings or whatever, you know, you're just not going to resist. Okay, so you need to get rid of it. Um, a good idea, what I ask everyone to do on the on the, the 30 day sugar free challenge is to set a sugar quota. So you know, this is how many grams of refined sugar you're going to accept on a daily basis and really have a target to aim towards. Um, a good a good target there is anything sort of below 25 grams, um, which is not a lot when you start to, you know, when you start looking at some of the sugary drinks, you know, I was looking at one the other day and there was like 36 grams of, of sugar in what was supposed to be a health juice. You know, it's just absolutely everywhere. So when you start trying to stick to a sugar quarter, it really highlights how much sugar that there is actually up there and will help you sort of streamline your eating and uh, and reduce that sugar intake. Step number two is um, some people say go, go cold turkey. Some people say don't go cold turkey. In my experience, you know, everyone is slightly different and some people need cold turkey because, you know, they've got such an addictive nature that even if you had, they had a little bit of sugar in their diet, it will just spiral them out of control and they will just tend to binge and, and eat more of it. Uh, you'll tend to know if you're one of those, those kind of people or not. 
Um, and then the other route is to taper and transition. So if you're somebody who, who has not really got that much of an addic- addictive nature, I, I'm, I'm a bit like that, then it might be that you want to kind of slowly reduce, slowly reduce and taper your sugar intake down until you can you can then transition to like, you know, to a sugar-free lifestyle, sugar-free diet or whatever. Um, so the, first, the, the second step then is to is to choose the route that you're going to do, okay? Both have pros, both have cons. Um, one is suited to one person, might not be suited to another person and, and vice versa. So really you need to have a little think about you, your habits, your relationship with sugar and what's worked for you in the past. You know, if you're somebody that says to yourself, you know, I am all or nothing, then it might be, you know, cold turkey might be the right route for you. And if you're somebody who's like, oh no, you know, I need, I need, to, I need to work into it slowly and build up to it or whatever, then it might be that a, a taper... And the transition route is for you. Both routes I cover in the 30-day sugar-free challenge. So have a little think about that. Step three is to, you know, is to increase your water intake. You know, you need to be drinking a lot more water. Quite often, you know, we will we will eat and eat sugary foods because we're dehydrated, you know, and we just we mistake that as as hunger and then we just start eating. Of course, our eating, our hunger doesn't doesn't um dissipate. So we just carry on eating, carry on eating, thinking that that was the answer. And I'm obviously still hungry. Um, hand in hand with like drinking water, you know, a lot of the benefit that you get from from breaking sugar addiction at the start comes to, you know, it comes from the stuff that you're no longer doing, not necessarily stuff that you are doing. So yes, up your your water intake, okay, flush a lot of those toxins out and it'll help with, uh, with hunger, like I said, but also reduce your alcohol, if not completely cut it out. Alcohol is a form of sugar. It's got no use in the human body other than other than energy. So, um, you know, you really need to be kind of cutting that out if you're serious about going sugar-free. Likewise with sugary drinks, especially sports and supposedly health, you know, health juices and, and, and that kind of, and shakes and that kind of stuff. When you start looking at the, the ingredients, what makes these drinks, there's a hell of a lot of sugar in there. Okay, so we need to be avoiding that. Step number four is to is to kind of think ahead and prepare healthy snacks in bulk and carry some with you wherever you go. You know what it's like, you know, a lot of addictions um, become, obviously become habits. And with habits, there is also, there's always a couple of different parts of that. And uh, one of them being trigger, you know, so you need a trigger um, to run the, the routine and then to get the reward. Well, triggers can be all sorts from the time of day to your location, to the people you're with, to the, the activities that you're doing. You know, the triggers really are everywhere. So you want some sort of healthy snacks that you've prepared ahead of time or or, or got really handy. Like I said, you know, you want as, as few obstacles in your path to eating better than uh, as, as possible. And remember, it's it's easier to swap a habit than it is to break a habit. Okay. So if you can go from eating a chocolate bar every day to perhaps eating a pear and uh, and half a dozen almonds, that is a massive step, you know, but it is going to take a bit of effort and a bit of work and you're going to have to have those healthy snacks on hand. Same goes with your meals, you know, just because it's a, it's a bigger event, a bigger, a bigger meal, you know, doesn't mean that you just leave it to chance. It's definitely something that you need to think about ahead of time and prepare. Um, step five is consciously move your body every single day, hand in hand with sort of if, with cutting uh, or breaking sugar addiction. You need to be moving more often. It'll help in a few different ways. One, you know, it'll quite often we will eat because we become bored or, or um, static or something like that. So if we're moving, 
then we allow the state in our body to change and quite often it'll take our mind off off sort of mindless eating of, of sugary foods to keep moving. And also the activity will just help you um, see progress. You know, the, the movement in whatever it is will help help you with your weight loss, you know, with your with your cravings, all this kind of stuff. And remember that progress really is the most motivating factor every time you're looking to change something. Step number six is related to stress levels. Now, you really need to focus hard on reducing stress as much as you can. Stress will naturally cause sugar cravings and, and it will also cause you to um, to seek out sort of pleasure in, in you know, to take your mind off this stress and, and, and all that. So if you can reduce stress and just become a little bit less stressful, uh, stressed or um, a bit happier or a bit more content, you know, then it's definitely going to help. So ways that you can help with that is a bit of meditation, being mindful of, of what's going on, um, avoiding sort of stressful situations, having a bit of a life detox, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's technology, whether it's the people that are just kind of stressing you out, um, whatever it is, you know, really focus on, on reducing that stress. Um, and then the final one is get a better quality, um, quality sleep each night, you know, really focus on improving your sleep. There is definite relation for, between having a naff night's sleep and craving sugar. Okay. So if we can focus on, on having some quality sleep. The first step really is to, is to value it. Um, you know, sleep is often the last thing that we kind of, we, we, uh, we, we value, uh, you know, we thought, I think, oh, I've got all this stuff to do during the day and that, that, that. well, I'll just sleep a little bit less, you know, we, we value it. But if you start to really value it, then you can already start to, to improve it. And, and loads of things happen when you start to improve your sleep. Your sugar cravings will drop, your willpower will increase, you know, so in, especially in the first few days, you really need as much willpower as you can get, all right? So really focus on getting a good quality sleep each night. And we may well do episodes on all these um, individual steps in the future. So let me know if you would like uh, additional podcasts on any of those little steps, steps there. Okay, so all this being said, uh, with the 30-day sugar-free challenge, I wanted to create um, a process to help people kind of wean themselves off off, uh, off sugar and just kind of help them. So I came up with this mnemonic of fresh start. Uh, we started on the 1st of January, although you can start the, 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 the challenge anytime you want. And each letter stands for something else. So with fresh start, the first letter being F. So the first thing we do is we really focus on on fructose. Now, fructose is the sugar that you that is contained in fruit. And you might think, well, that's that's got to be healthy. Surely it's fruit. Uh, and in some respects it is. It brings with it a lot of nutrients and, and vitamins, which you wouldn't get with refined sugar. However, fructose is used in the body in a completely different way to any other sugar. And, you know, we, we have to, we have to process it in the liver and, um, and, and there's actually much more chance of, of excess energy consumed as fructose being stored as body fat. All right. And actually fructose is used as an, as a, as an added sugar in lots of different foods, you know, by concentrating f fruit down, um, we can create this really sweet substance and then they can use that as a, as almost a natural sweetener uh, in, in lots of different foods. And this is what you'll see in, in a lot of health foods. Um, so we want to focus on reducing fructose as a, as a bit of a starter. The R is refined sugar. It goes without, without saying that, you know, this is real, a real killer. 
on our that's infiltrated our diet. You know, it's absolutely everywhere. Um, so day on this second one, the the R, we really focus on on reducing that refined sugar. Anything from like you know sugar you put in your cereals to in your tea and coffee, um, you put in in your in your food, whatever whatever it is, you know, perhaps you're baking at home. If we can really start to reduce that refined sugar, you're gonna make some massive progress. The E is easy wins. There'll be certain things in your diet that you're eating now which you can just make some really quick and easy swaps. And, uh, you know, an obvious one is is alcohol. You know, if you're having, having like a glass of wine at night, could you swap that for a sparkling water and some lemon every night? Of course, it's not bringing the alcohol, but that's the idea. You know, you're going, you're going kind of sugar-free. And again, that will have some massive benefits, not just in nutritionally what you're eating, but in the rest of your lifestyle. You'll tend to sleep better and, and all sorts of kind of stuff. Um, the S is starches. So, you know, we don't often associate starchy foods with sugar, but it, it is, it's a carbohydrate and it, uh, it works the same way in the body. So if we can start to re- like reduce some of the starches, an example would be, you know, instead of like a, a traditional sandwich, two slices of bread, you know, can we have like an open sandwich, one slice of bread? Already you've reduced the amount of starchy food you're taking in. You know, can you reduce the amount of uh, potatoes, bananas, rice, bread, pasta, whatever it is, all this is going to help and it's going to help you with your uh, to, to prevent any cravings and also balance your insulin and, and other hormones. H is hidden sugars. They are literally everywhere. There's about 60 different names for, for different types of sugar before we even get onto like sweeteners. And they absolutely, they, they hide everywhere, everywhere. And the food industry are, are becoming really good at, um, at hiding it in the food. So, you know, it takes a little bit of awareness, kind of diving down into the food labels to see what you're actually eating and and just having a bit of curiosity over what you are eating to be able to reduce that hidden sugar. But you can make a massive um, hole in in the amount of sugar that you're eating by by cutting out foods that have got a ton of sugar hidden inside it. The S, uh, the first letter of start is sweeteners. So, you know, sweeteners... There are, there are, some sweeteners are better than others. There is a place for some sweeteners. You know, if you're somebody that that drinks like, let's use Coca-Cola as an example, like full fat Coca-Cola, then dropping down to like Diet Coke is a great first start, but it is a start and you need to progress from that and keep improving it all the time. But it's definitely a first start on that. Um, and it's the same with a lot of other foods as well. You know, if you're somebody that can't really stomach Tea or coffee without without sugar, then then a natural sweetener such as um, stevia or xylitol, erythritol, something like that can be can be a good alternative with with all of the taste, but none of the um, the, the bad things that you associate with with the sugar. Uh, the tea stands for time, so time is really important because you know whenever we eat sugar, we we will trigger insulin in the body, and whenever insulin is insulin is is uh, present in the body uh, our body struggles to use excess like body fat as as energy because it, it wants to use the sugar all the time it's just so much easier for it now it takes time for those insulin levels to ease down you know to calm down so you can then start tapping into your body fat again so you can manipulate time to help with one your weight loss but two your sugar cravings and your your dietary intake as well so in the time thing i talk a lot about like how you can how can you how can you use it how can you recruit time to do that the a stands for advertising and advertising plays a massive role 
in the food that we eat. You know, it's absolutely relentless. It's everywhere in every advert. You know, they just absolutely, we are just bombarded with with advertising on a daily basis. And, you know, there's some real misinformation and misleading information out there. Um, so once you start to learn that kind of stuff, you, again, you can uh, you can start to change the way you eat, okay? But it is, there's some very, very smart, very, very rich people creating um, subtle messages to get you to eat some of this crap addictive food, okay? And you don't want to fall foul to that. The art is rewards. Fundamentally, you know, we, we eat a lot of, of sugary foods as a reward. Um, you know, we see it as a treat, you know. Uh, I'm going to have something good, something nice. And actually, you know, it might give you a little bit of short-term pleasure, but actually in the long run, it's it's terrible for you, you know. Um, so, you know, you can look at rewards and how you can reward yourself in a way other than sugary foods. Um, and then the final one is trades, you know, as in swaps. Well, you know, it's like I said, it's far easier to swap food than it is to completely eliminate food. Okay, so instead of like, being somebody who drinks Coca-Cola all the time, all throughout the day, um, to just stop that is quite hard. But to transition to a sugar-free version, to then transition to perhaps sparkling water, to then transition to like filtered water is is kind of, you know, that's kind of how you want to be going. That's much easier than just saying, right, okay, that's it, no more. So they're the 10 sort of steps that we have in the, in the sugar-free challenge. Again, if you want to learn more, um, and you want a bit of help and a bit of uh, a bit of peer support, then uh, then check out the link in the description below. Get yourself in there. Like I said, it's a it's a free group. Everybody's welcome. You can start whenever you want. And that's that's pretty much it. So you know, like in, in to summarise this episode, sugar addiction is a real real serious thing. And you know, I think back to my childhood, and there weren't half as much sugars around as as there is now. And, you know, I kind of think back to the issues I've had with sugar and food. And when I think about my my kids and the generations that are coming through now, it's just absolutely scary. You know, it really is a silent killer that we need to be, you know, we really need to be working on, on reducing the amount of sugar that we take in. Okay, so I hope you found this this episode of, um, of, uh, of benefit. It's... Uh, well, like I said, we're having a big push on the old sugar addiction over the next couple of months. So, so join us getting on the 30-day sugar-free um, challenge. And, uh, and until the next podcast, take care.